You're listening to the Becoming Me podcast, and I'm your host, Emily Cummins. You know, we're all on this grand journey, becoming who God made us to be. And that's what this podcast is all about. You'll hear stories of fellow warriors becoming who God made them to be. And you'll discover resources designed to equip you on your own becoming journey. So grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and let's dive into today's episode. You're listening to the Becoming Me podcast, and I'm your host, Emily Cummins. You know, we're all on this grand journey, becoming who God made us to be. And that's what this podcast is all about. You'll hear stories of fellow warriors becoming who God made them to be. And you'll discover resources designed to equip you on your own becoming journey. So grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and let's dive into today's episode. Well, hey, Becoming Me, I am so excited to introduce you to my warrior friend, Erica. Erica, welcome to Becoming Me. Thank you so much. I've been really looking forward to this. Oh my goodness. I am so excited. And I love that we have a mutual friend in Linda. We've shared Linda's Becoming story. And the second she introduced us, I was like, I have to know. I have to know, Erica. You're just so inspiring. I can't wait to dive into your story today. And perhaps we just start with maybe the most challenging, but also I think the most fun (laughs) question. Like if someone doesn't know you, who is Erica? Oh my goodness. Um, a, A collection of things for sure. I'm definitely the kind of person that likes to have a lot going on. Um, but I'll start with, um, I live in Indianapolis, Indiana with my husband and my two kids that are ages four and six. And, um, I spent 10 years of my life living in Washington, DC, which was super fun. I worked on Capitol Hill and Um, But I've been a writer for most of my life, um, and here in my life today, I am a freelance writer. Um, I love to read. I love to work out. I love to, like, go on adventures um, and just essentially be – I also like to be a champion of women. I have a podcast um, that where I, you know, interview women, um, and I get to write a column for World Magazine and Christianity Today, and it's just honestly living the dream over here. Oh, I literally love that. That kind of gives me goosebumps because there's no better feeling than knowing you are being who God designed you uniquely to be. And you can just feel that and how you even introduce yourself. I absolutely love it. Um, You know, I would love for right now just to take some time and unpack your story. Like what has made you who you are today? Oh man, there's so much that goes into that, but I guess I would, I would start by saying, you know, my parents, I am so fortunate to have grown up with two awesome parents, um, you know, that each they're, they're both very different and they've given me different strengths and, um, you know, contributed so much to my life, um, in terms of, you know, giving me that solid foundation, but also just the inspiration and the belief in myself to, to, to do all the things that I've been able to do. Um, and I know we're going to talk a little bit about my book, but one of the things that, um, that my mom specifically did was she's always, um, she really paved that faith foundation for me. She has been taking us to church since I was, since I can remember. And that has been just such a solid part of my life that I've always been able to go back to. And I really think that it built me up to be the person that I am today. And when, and then when it comes to my dad, like he's always been that dad that, 
um, you know, basically was like, you can do whatever you want to do. And he really meant it. And to this day will tell me things like, you know, he, he throws out things that seem totally impossible, but he 100% believes that my sisters and I can do those things. And so we are so fortunate um, to have had th- this kind of upbringing. Um, and I couldn't be more, more happy with that. Um, but outside of that, yes, my faith definitely uh, contributes to who I am. It's really the defining factor of my life. Um, being a mom, of course, huge part of my life. I love it. It was a dream. I didn't get married till I was a little bit older, um, mm-hmm. have kids till I was a little bit older. So sometimes there were times throughout my twenties when I wondered, is this going to happen? I don't know. Um, so I was very grateful when God led me to my husband and gave me the chance to have these beautiful babies that I love so much. That's incredible. And if you don't mind, I would love to dive into what you even just hit on there, where there's a season in your life, whether somebody's in their 20s, their 30s, and they're wondering, or even 40s, 50s, wondering, will I ever be married? Or perhaps it's buying a house or that job promotion. You know, we're all in that kind of waiting, will God do this for me season? So, how did you trust God in that point where you didn't know if he was going to do that for you? And then now on the, on the back end, you can see he did. So what would you say to somebody who's maybe there right now? Does that make Mm. sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it is, I I would say it is hard to be, especially, I don't know if it's the Christian side of things, but I think it's especially hard to be a single Christian woman just because, it's just more common in the Christian community, I guess, to get married younger. I, you know, I'm from the Midwest. So there's that angle of people get married younger in the Midwest. Um, and so you really feel like you're missing out. My sisters were both married with kids before me and they're both younger than me. Um, so that's another, like a little factor that played into mine. And so I think for me, what I did was I just had a moment where I said, okay, this isn't happening, but I still have a life to live. Uh, growing up, you know, I always was, my mom had me when she was 19 years old. So I was like, I'm going to be a young mom. I just want to like raise my kids. Well, then there I was, I'm like 25 going, well, this isn't it. This isn't happening at all. So I got to do something else. And so I just decided to take charge of my life and just say, okay, uh, clearly that's not what God has for me right now. So I took an internship in Washington, DC, moved away from my hometown and just started to dive into the career I never anticipated having. Um, And when I did that, it led me to just the coolest 10 years living in Washington, D.C., you know, working for members of Congress. And I met the vice president of the United States like my first couple months in D.C. I mean, just amazing stuff that I would never, ever take back. Um, I got to travel to a couple of places. I went to India. I went to Lebanon. I went to um, where else did I go? There was a couple other places. Oh, yeah. The Congo. I mean, just so many cool things that mm-hmm. if I had, you know, settled down and had kids at the age of 22, wouldn't have done any of that. And mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that, but right. it's not the God, it's not the plan God had for me. And so I would encourage anyone that's sort of in that place to just be like, you know, you've, you know, you can still keep it in the back of your mind. I never stopped wanting that, yeah. um, but I just continued to kind of look ahead and just see what was there and, and just take steps forward and be proactive with whatever was in front of me. Um, and ultimately I did meet my husband and, um, it all worked out the way that I originally wanted, but I got to do all those other cool things beforehand and there's nothing wrong with that. 
No, I love that. And it's almost sounds like Erica, rather than sitting in frustration, allowing the disappointment to define you or just getting stuck where you were, you decided to take steps forward with things that you could do while still holding like, Hey God, I want this. It doesn't mean I don't want it. And because you chose to keep moving forward to continue becoming who God made you to be, you were able to experience things that you may have never experienced. If you would have just allowed yourself to stay stuck, stay in the disappointment, which we have to feel it. We have to validate the feelings, but then how you challenged and changed your thinking in the midst of it is incredible encouragement for us. Like I love it. That's awesome. And I definitely didn't do it perfectly. You know, I had (laughs) moments of feeling sorry for myself. Don't get me wrong. Um, But looking back, I'm really glad that I decided to kind of go at it that way. That's amazing. I love it. Okay. So tell me about your book. What inspired the book? What is your book about? How can people get it? Just tell us all the things. Sure. So the book is called Reason to Return, Why Women Need the Church and the Church Needs Women. And um, I'm loving the title just because I feel like, you can know, people, you just, as a woman, you just kind of hear that and you're like, oh, tell me more, you know? And so I've got to give credit to my editors and my book publishing company for really kind of coming up with that. I had a totally different title that was like, church girl didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't flowing, you know? Um, but the more we thought about it, I was like reason to return. That's, Mm -hmm. that's pretty much kind of my aim here is I want to show people why the church is worth returning to. If you've left, um, what inspired me to write this book is, you know, I'm a real statistics nerd. Like I'm reading, I just love data. Like I'm just a weirdo like that. And I was reading something that said one of the highest demographics of people that were leaving the church were self-identified Christian women. Mm-hmm. And at first I kind of thought I read that wrong. I thought that's weird. Like if you're still calling yourself a Christian, like why are you leaving the church? Yeah. Um, but there it was in front of me, like this number is growing. And so normally in the past, what you see is men leave church at a higher rate. Mm-hmm. Well, what this statistic found was that that gap was closing and that men were continuing a- about the same pace, but women were, their growth in leaving the church was moving faster and wow. that gap was closing. So I said, there's a problem here. Like what's going on with women that they're leaving the church? Mm-hmm. Um, what's happened? What's changed? And so it was in that moment, I was kind of working on a different book, but it was in that moment when I feel like that was the moment when God said, that's it. That's the target audience. Those are the people I want you to write to. Um, and so it's not necessarily, I'm not talking necessarily to people who are like, I'm done with church or I'm done with Christianity. It's kind of people that maybe have let their faith fall away. Mm-hmm. Right life has gotten busy or in the midst of COVID, they have just like, they stopped going to church or whatever. And they're, they're feeling, I know I need to do this. I I need to get back into this. I want my kids to have a faith foundation, but it's overwhelming, especially when you don't have a church or you're, you've moved somewhere new, or it's just been so long that you're like one more thing that I'm going to add. Um, And so in the book, I talk I go into to details about why church is so much more than just this place that you go for Sunday, you know, on Sundays for an hour. Yeah. Um, I talk about the purpose of the church, why God created the church, and then also all the many things that um, that build up our lives as believers when we commit to a local church, and why that matters beyond just um, 
hey, we're supposed to do this. Yeah. So that's a little bit about it. (laughs) That sounds like a powerful book. And it's so, so relevant. Like I have just seen that with friends, um, with people in this community, social media, especially in that turn of 2020, people couldn't go and new habits are formed. And so I love how you're really diving into the purpose and the why. You know, somebody is like, hey, that sounds good. I need to read that book. Erica, where can they get your book? Well, right now it is available for pre-order, um, definitely on Amazon, on the, uh, my publisher's website, NavPress, christianbook.com, I think probably Barnes and Noble as well. So basically, you know, the anywhere books are sold type of thing. I love it. I love it. And when is the official release date? It releases in January. I'm not exactly sure the date specifically, but it's January, 2023. So we, you know, we are hoping to get pre-orders and all of that. That really helps just help them know how many books they need to print. Um, but yeah, I, I really would like to see this book in, in churches. I can, you know, just to be able to give to people small group discussions, it brings up a lot of conversations about things like church hurt or church apathy, or just experiences that so many people have been through. It's very journalistic in that I talked to a lot of women about their stories and shared them, um, within the book, as well as my own personal biographical sort of church trajectory. Oh, I cannot wait to read your book. I'm so excited. And everybody, we will have the links in the show notes so you can easily connect. Um, but now I have a different kind of question for you, Erica. Are you a coffee drinker? Yes, 100%. Yes. Lots of how coffee. Do you, how do you drink your coffee? Oh, uh, probably. Uh, well, okay. So when I drink my coffee at home, um, okay. I usually do about three fourths coffee, okay. one fourth milk, and okay. then like a big splash of creamer and a Splenda. So very sweet. <laughs> Hey, that sounds delicious. Is there a specific flavor creamer? Right now I'm using pumpkin. Yes. <laughs> yes, I am too. Oh my goodness. I absolutely love it. So this morning, mine is just black. That's normally how I'll start my coffee in the morning, but I love pumpkin spice. I'm all about it. Yeah, I, I have gotten, it's gotten really bad. Like over the years, I've gotten more and more sweet with the way that I drink my coffee to where now I can't even believe I ever drank it like practically black. It's, it's, it's actually horrible. I probably should not be having this much sugar. You know, it's okay. I, I completely validate. I am for it. Drink the pumpkin spice creamer. It is good. Um, so if you were having a PSL pumpkin spice latte with someone else on their own becoming journey, you guys are talking, chatting, what would you say to encourage them? Hmm. Let me think here. What would I say to encourage them? I would say, so this is sort of a mantra that I, and and this can go for almost anything, but it's something that I really live by and I think has served me well. And and it's this done is better than perfect. And so whether we're talking about joining a small group and going to church or writing a book or uh, running a marathon or whatever it is that you're doing, um, don't let perfection stop you from taking the first step of doing something. Um, because then you never will. And so, you know, not to not totally trying to go back to the book, but it does remind me of the fact that so many people feel like they need to have everything together or all the details when all you really need to do is show up, whether that's to church or whether it's to whatever it is that you're working on. Yeah. Just, just take that first step, do the next right thing. I love that phrase Mm -hmm. as well. Um, and so just do the next right thing. And time always goes by. If you keep taking a step forward, you're always going to be so much further, you know, a year down the road than you ever were had you never started. And so that I'm a big fan of that because um, you will get places that way. 
I love that. And as an Enneagram one who has struggled with perfectionism my entire life, I received that personally. That is such good encouragement. Um, I love that. Thank you for sharing. You know, Erica, if somebody was wanting to connect with you online, um, whether it be social media, your website, how can people connect with you? And we will include all these links, y'all, in the show notes as well. But how can people connect? Sure. Um, so my name, Erica Anderson, is spelled a little weird, E-R-I-C-K-A-A-N-D-E-R-S-E-N. If you type that in pretty much anything, you'll probably find me, but it's Erica underscore Anderson on Instagram, which is where I am a lot in my website, ericaanderson.com. I am on all the things of in multiple ways. So you will find me. I'm also a writing coach. So I have like a whole other set of socials for that. Um, but you'll find me there right. My lately, my jam has really been TikTok, believe it or not. Yes. And, um, that's actually the only place that it's not my name. It's the cool church girl. I love it. I know. That's I love that. Um, but I TikTok, man, it's, it's happening. I'm really loving it over there. So, but you'll oh. find me everywhere. <laughs> as soon as we're done recording, I'm going to follow you on TikTok. Cause I just <laughs> had one and I'm so excited. That's amazing. So. Yeah. Erica, thank you so much for joining us at Becoming Me today. Thank you for sharing your story, who you are, who you're becoming, and just encouraging us to become who God made us to be too. You inspire me and I'm just, I'm cheering you on, warrior friend. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Becoming Me podcast. If this episode connected and resonated with you, we would love to see your experience. So snap a photo of this episode and share on social media. Don't forget to tag us by tagging at Emily B. Cummins. Learn more about becomingme.tv and find more resources at becomingme.tv. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Becoming Me podcast. If this episode connected and resonated with you, we would love to see your experience. So snap a photo of this episode and share on social media. Don't forget to tag us by tagging at Emily B. Cummins. Learn more about becomingme.tv and find more resources at becomingme.tv.